Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. This is Straight Fire for Thursday, September 15th. Fired up about a tremendous Thursday night football game tonight. Chiefs. Chargers AFC West showdown. Can the Chargers look like the Super Bowl contender everybody thinks they are, including me? Can the Chiefs continue to roll without Tyreek Hill? I'm fired up, and we have a great guest to preview the game from 610 in Kansas City, Josh Klingler. Guy has an impressive website. He's covered the Chiefs for many, many years. Good, good stuff. He dropped a bomb in terms of a stat from a Chiefs player that I had no clue. I had to look it up during the interview. You'll hear it. It's interesting. Uh, Chiefs are kind of beat up. We'll get to a best bet later in the podcast. But first, uh, we have actually an NBA story. I kind of brushed it off yesterday because we were waiting. You know, and I saw it. I was like, I don't know. It's the middle of football season. I can't, I, I can't get into this story. And then, of course, today, how do you get into Robert Sarver's one-year suspension? Well, LeBron James and Chris Paul jump on social media and fire off some massive shots, upset with Adam Silver. It's unclear if they're staging a Brandon Walsh-type walkout, and I specifically mean Chris Paul and the Suns. But it is, I don't know that it feels like a flashpoint moment for the NBA right now. 
but something is potentially going to go bad here for the NBA. Um, they have kind of put themselves in the, and I hate to use this word. I even hate when people say it. It's so lame. It, 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 they're kind of in the woke corner, right? They really are far left, not the extreme right like some of the whack jobs out there, but they are close to the extreme left. And they have really trumpeted that, and Silver has won a lot of points. And now, because of the decision that they didn't take the team away or banish him from the league, and a comment specifically that Silver made uh, really irked uh, apparently a lot of the players. And... uh, Again, I, I hate these political stories. I hate what politics has done to sports. I'm not going to put blame on the guy, but it's obvious who started this whole political nonsense. Everything is politicized from music, movie, TVs, athletes. It's all gone over the edge because of one guy like six years ago. It's frustrating. It's really annoying that we got to sit here. And, and yeah, obviously, Robert Sarver screwed up. I don't know that he's a racist. He made racist comments. Is he a sexist? I don't know. He made some sexist comments, you know? This, this is an old dude, and you know, is he the wacky old grandfather at Thanksgiving who's saying dumbass things, and you're like, geez, that's cringeworthy. Oh my gosh, good thing you didn't say that in public. You know, is it one of those deals, or is this guy really as bad as the Clippers owner who they banished from the league? And it's kind of, un- Adam Silver saying no, he's not at that level, but he's on high alert. And then Adam Silver really, I think, got it wrong when he's like, hey, we hold the owners and the players to different standards and people who work in the league. And it's like, yeah, we get it. That's known. We understand that. Elon Musk has different standards than his employees. The top executives at Apple have different standards than their employees. Like, I get some of that. I know that it's not fair. It's not right. That's how it is. You don't think at FS1, if I say something out of pocket, that I could get booted? Seriously? I mean, some guys have way more leeway than me because they're higher up on the totem pole. I like to think there's not many, but again, like that's just the reality, guys. That's how I I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. But unfortunately, that's kind of like if the quarterback screws up, it's getting a slap on the wrist. If the backup left guard screws up, throw the book at him. I mean, we've seen this at Alabama. I know it's college kids. It's obviously different. But arrest for a star, all right, we'll sit you for a half. Arrest for a marginal player, you're off the team. Like, uh, again, I don't think it's right, but it's kind of how it is. Now, I'm not excusing any of this asinine behavior from Sarver in these comments. We've known this guy to be a, a total clown, and ESPN really exposed him in a story last year. Um, he's been the owner, I think, for 17 years, and it's not like this was a one-off screw-up. We all, Everybody has one-off screw-ups. People say stuff, they take it back. Again, like I, I hate going after people at their lowest moment when they make a bad mistake because I've been there, you've been there. Don't act like you haven't. Now, if you're if it's repeated racism, misogyny, like that's a problem, and that's what's unclear. Like it's easy to read the story and say, yes, that is on purpose. He's a racist. He's a misogynist. Get him the hell out of here. It's easy to say that reading the story, but again, does the NBA know more? Have they been around this guy more? Obviously. The Sarver's Sarver's becoming a big story. Here's where the NBA gets lucky. NFL plays tonight. Assuming the game will be great, NBA will get pushed off the front page. Then there's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and by Monday, nobody's really talking about Sarver anymore. Now, if this were in the middle of the NBA season, I think the NBA has a big problem. 
So we'll see what happens. I would not be shocked if Silver reversed course and they levied a larger punishment, but we'll see what happens. Without further ado, let's get to our guest to preview Chiefs Chargers, Josh Klingler, 610 Radio in Kansas City. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire to preview the what should be epic chiefs chargers game i feel like all of them are just absolutely tremendous games josh klingler radio guy kc 610 josh how are you man i'm terrific yeah uh, our first game of the year i guess Maybe last week was our game of the year too, and then now it's game of the year again. Uh, that's uh, continue every to mount. every yeah. Chiefs game, right? Yeah, I they are. They're becoming that way. Yeah. I, well, because they get everybody's best punch, maybe. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I just I didn't I I liked Arizona last year, and I root for Kyler Murray. Uh, I have a, a a friend who happens to work in the organization, so I kind of root for Arizona, but I I'm I'm not buying them this year. Chiefs Chargers, though, I think that's more of a real game. <laughs> uh, well, they always seem to play thrillers, right? The last two years. Yeah, they've been really good. Obviously, we had the the Justin uh, Herbert uh, debut game, which was one of the wilder ones, That's where right. he's he's on the bench and then thrust into it and then played pretty well. Um, he played he played well at Arrowhead uh, last year as well and got a win in week two. So yeah, and he's he's been he's been really good against the Chiefs and they got the first crack at him when he didn't even have any prep for him. I still think that game was maybe the most amazing of yeah. the uh, the Herbert performances. Right? I mean, he's he is literally cold off the bench in warmups and then thrust into a game and didn't look like he, uh, he was even sweating then. So yeah, it's been, it's been a fun few matchups, at least, you know, Mahomes and Herbert. So, so before we dive into the game, Josh, I got to ask like, what's the vibe in KC around the chiefs? Because I know nationally, you know, Oh, they lose Tyreek Hill. Uh, The bills are the best team now. And uh, it just seems like there's everybody was a little down on the Chiefs before the season, and then they opened this can of whoop ass on Arizona, and now it's like, oh wait, wait we forgot about the Chiefs. But <laughs> and locally in KC, are people still bullish, or is there some? Eh, well, we lost to the Bengals, and now we lost Tyreek Hill. What's the vibe? No, I think it was. I think very defensive would be the vibe, like all oh. off season. Like everybody's like, you can't. You're, you're doubting us. You're picking against us. And so it was a very defensive thing, like anointing the Bills. The Bills haven't gotten past the Chiefs in the playoffs yet, right? Uh, Cincinnati, yes, they won. We almost like erased the second half for some reason. There was like, you know, that 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 mind wipe of, uh, did that really happen? That was a blip. They'll be back next year. So I think it was very defensive. And then everybody saying that uh, they couldn't do this or that without Tyreek Hill, I think, fueled up not only the team, but the city as well, because they're like, are you kidding me? Let's go. So I think everybody's kind of been on guard. And, and last week was a pretty good exhale, I think, for everybody. Like, see, see? <laughs> we're, we're still a team to contend with. So yeah, defensive, I think would be my best uh, description of, of certainly the fan base in the city. It's weird. People that, that Bengals game gets so overlooked as, Oh, the chiefs were dumb. Wasn't it like 20 to three right before the half. And then they couldn't score or something like that. They yeah. got stalled on the one. I, I forget the exact scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was double, yeah, double digit lead at home. You get the halftime and I mean, the stadium's feeling it. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's like, Oh, they're, they're on the cusp of doing this again. Good grief. And then the, the air getting kind of zapped out and, and, 
it was almost like stunned disbelief in the latter stages of the second half that, that they could kind of collapse that way. And so, uh, yeah. And then there's a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there might've made the difference, uh, especially late. And so, yeah, I think, I think that one stung, that one stung the players. Um, and then I don't know, the city got kind of greedy. That was four straight AFC championship <laughs> games at home. You know what I mean? Like it, it suddenly turned into like the, <laughs> the kind of the, the arrogant champs also that like, that didn't really happen. Did it? Someone came yeah. in here and did this. So, uh, yeah. And then the, it was a good point portion of you know especially the early part of the offseason until Tyreek Hill uh was traded then that became kind of the biggest story but certainly it was uh you know uh you let Cincinnati slip past you and are they now in the you know uh, a spot above you and then uh, once Tyreek Hill hit it was obviously that was <laughs> that was obviously the main offseason story yeah I, I do I, I I think there was a moment last year where Mahomes you know everybody was going with the two deep shell and saying we're, we're going to keep everything in front of you and Mahomes was ha- making some mistakes in that it happens you know but it, it almost felt like there was a bit of a downward trajectory last year. And do you think that, I mean, they did right the ship, obviously, and got to the AFC Championship game and the Bills the thriller. But do you feel like there is there a sentiment that well, maybe they kind of sort of figured out Mahomes last year, the league? I think that's where the Tyreek Hill move makes some sense as well. And it sounds kind of crazy, like you're, you're getting rid of a, a top-notch wide receiver, but I think that they had been figured out a little bit and this mm. gave them the opportunity to, I won't say scrap everything. Cause that's not, that's not the case, but uh, certainly enhance what they're doing offensively, go back to the drawing board, let Andy Reed uh, create and, and, and do maybe some things that they hadn't done before. And then for Patrick Mahomes, you know, if you have a guy that's streaking down the field and he's open over the top, you know, a bunch of times, you know, you're going to look for that one first. Right. So that's like the obvious first, first target and Tyree kill all the time, take that away from him and, and make him scan the field a little bit more. I, I think that's where you saw, especially in week one. I mean, that was the first example of it where they spread the football around a little bit. So in a weird way, it has a chance to make this offense more dynamic and, and less predictable. And then obviously he, as you mentioned, he, he was frustrated last year having to, uh, at times take what the defense gave him. So he has to go through a little bit of that patience process as well to, to, to realize their team's scheming to take uh, everything away and you're going to have to adjust And it. And at times it was a little bit bumpy. Um, we'll see this year. I think, I, I think the Hill taking out Hill is as crazy as it sounds, right? Taking out Hill, I think will ultimately help this offense evolve. If that makes yeah. sense. People will probably take that the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's weird. I heard this philosopher one time talk about like life and jobs and, you know, you're scaling the mountain trying to get to the top and then there's this insurmountable area. You just can't get through it. And, you know, some people will just keep butting their head into the wall. Others will come back down a little bit and try another path. And the really smart ones are willing to come all the way back down to the bottom and start over. And I feel like Andy Reid, may, maybe that's exactly what you're saying, right? Hey, you know what? People figured us out with Hill. He wants all the money in the world. Let's just start over. And they've got like kind of a, they, they look different to me in the opener. What, what do you, did, did you feel like they were kind of a different team? Yeah. I mean, I think that they've played, they all have an edge. Every single one of them has an edge. Um, I, I, I describe Patrick Mahomes as, as a guy who's, he's really low key at holding grudges. Like he's this nice guy that steps to the microphone. He's got, he's got a real edge about him that, that, likes to overcome doubt and what have you. So he's got an edge. Uh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, you don't think Travis Kelsey heard about Tyree kills podcast where he said, you know, I, I drug people across the field, leaving Travis open. I mean, he's got, he's got a, an edge now too. Um, Juju Smith Schuster is trying to re, kind of reclaim what, what he had. Uh, MBS has to answer Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Ball. I mean, everybody's got a little something Yeah, and you put that all kind of in the, in the mixer. And then Andy Reed, um, 
I, I asked uh, Andy Reid before the season, did this did this move and this change of offense re-energize him? And he said, well, I, I don't ever need re-energizing. But it feels like that that was the case, that that he's able to kind of dust off some some old plays. And he gets Matt Nagy back from, from Chicago. For whatever reason, that didn't work as a head coach there. He's a really good uh, piece, offensive mind, along with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. So you have those three together and, and Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah, I feel like that they've been in the lab and they've just, they've just loved every minute. I think this is what Andy Reid thrives on, too, to be perfectly honest. I mean, if he, oh. if he didn't have to speak to the media and he didn't have to do all that, if he could just be in the lab and practice and design and do all that stuff, that's his happy place. And so this feels like a, the perfect opportunity to kind of – showcase that certainly off season now into the season. And now they're in the division uh, they leveled up completely. I mean, Devonte Adams to the Raiders. Uh, I know they have no offensive line, but still that's a dangerous team. Obviously the chargers, I know no playoff appearances, but they're dangerous. And then you got Russell Wilson in Denver and it's like all of a sudden that's maybe the toughest division in, in, I don't know, NFL history. Would you say four really, really, really good quarterbacks. Not to mention what every team has done defensively. Right. Yes. Like adding adding defensive ends, um, <laughs> trying to load up defensively to try to stop these offenses, too. So, yeah, it feels like the, the arms race is definitely on in this division. Everybody's kind of making moves, countering one another and, and doing that and really trying to chase down the Chiefs, I think, first and foremost. But uh, you're right. Every team's made a significant move this offseason to try to try to bridge the gap. Uh, not only maybe offensively, but I think more importantly, defensively, some great defensive ends specifically to get after the quarterback in this division. Yeah, let's go. Uh, perfect segue, radio guy. Let's go to the defense. So the Chargers add Khalil Mack. They now have Mack and Bosa. Good luck picking who you're going to double team. Uh, Derek Carr got destroyed. Uh, they hit him nine times, sacked him six times. I don't know if you saw the pro football focus numbers, but Derek Carr, there was like 35 quarterbacks who qualified through passes or whatever in week one. And Derek Carr was like the second worst. He was that bad with the turnovers and rushing stuff. Now, Mahomes is going to be maybe down an offensive lineman. What's the status of their offensive line heading into uh, the battle with the Chargers defensive front? Yeah, Trey Smith, uh, they're, they're talented now. Second-year guard on the right side. He's got an injured ankle. He's questionable. Uh, he didn't play a ton the other day in their first game uh, coming out with the injury. So we'll see if he can give it a go. And, yeah, frankly, the, the, the two tackles are probably, probably their two weakest links on that offensive line, which is a very good offensive line. Orlando Brown um, has got kind of a prove-it year playing into the franchise tag. Uh, arrived a little bit late for camp. Uh, got most of it in and is, is looked okay. He's lost weight, but he's, a, he's in like a, a full scale prove it mode, right? He wants to get paid. And then the right tackle has been um, kind of in flux. Um, Andrew Wiley is the, is the right tackle. Who's, who's won that job. And he's been the guy I feel like has been plan B for like three, three, you know, incarnations. They always try to beat him out and then he always wins the job, but the, yeah, those tackles, those are the, those are the two that are going to have their, uh, their hands full the most with, with uh, Bosa. And I think everybody in Kansas city was hoping Khalil Mack would just you know, kind of fall off a cliff. That, that was like, he, he didn't have it certainly looked like in week one, he had it still. Right. So yeah, they're, that's going to be a big test uh, tonight. You put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I do wonder, you know, the offensive line obviously handled Arizona. J.J. Watt didn't play. It, it was kind of easy. Our, Mahomes was not sacked. I don't know. It was even touched. Um, I'm not sure. But are people overlooking the potential for the Chargers to overwhelm Mahomes at the line of scrimmage? I don't think it's going to be like the Bucks in the Super Bowl where he's running for his life. But it does kind of feel like that could be an underplayed storyline here heading into the game. Well, I mean, I think that's the key. Can you get can you get there with your front group, right? Because um, that allows you to back people off and and then try to force the Chiefs to pick their spots in throwing the football. Um, you know, Mahomes is a is a terrific terrific with his feet. I thought the the opening game was maybe the best he's played with his feet and moving out of trouble and dodging. Uh, blitzes he made it look very very simple um it probably won't be as simple this week but yeah i mean that's a that's a huge part of the storyline uh i think you know can they can they put pressure on on Mahomes with with their front group and and then can derwin james uh handle travis kelsey i think that's that's the matchup if the mm. if those two get toe-to-toe who wins that battle because i think that's that's the pretty big chess match on that side of the uh 
the equation. Interesting. Derwin James is, is a beast, but Kelsey's arguably the best tight end in the game. Now, I, I have one bet on here on the first half under, and I know the line's going up for the full game, but if you look historically at this matchup, these two have gotten off to slow starts. I don't know if it's a feeling out process, a familiarity in the division, but for some reason in the last few games, the starts have been slow. And of course, fourth quarter things pick up pretty significantly. Well, it's one of the higher over-unders of the week. Is it not this game? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling a shootout. I'm feeling, you know, two teams in the twenties and battling it out. So I don't, I, I would, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a lot about the offenses, right, going in, and then I think it's going to be who makes the stops defensively, and maybe the de- not to say the defenses will be the biggest part of the story, but uh, I think that the chess match defensively can keep this game in a in a in a comfortable zone. I don't I don't feel Chiefs don't want to play shootouts. I know that, and uh, certainly their defense is still kind of largely uh, a question mark. I think there's some a lot of upside, but but still kind of unproven whether or not, uh, you know, last week was, I mean, they, they shut things down on Kyler Murray um, uh, pretty effectively, and they have a lot to prove that, that they aren't going to be the liability for this team still, right? So um, I, I don't know. I just... I can't imagine this is the highest scoring game of the weekend, though. I just feel like it, the, these two teams are going are gonna to battle well, but it won't be as, you know, 38-35 yeah. as, right. as people might think of. I don't know. Maybe maybe everybody's thinking about, wow, this could be Chiefs-Bills uh, of last year kind of recreated with the Chargers this time and play a bunch of points. I, I have a feeling it's going to be in the 20s. Yeah, but I, that was another game where it was like late game scoring offenses take off. And, and, you know, the bad quarterbacks in week one around the league didn't score a lot of points. And now you get arguably, I don't know, two of the best three quarterbacks in the league. And they're like, oh, we're going to score a million. But like you said, like this Chiefs offense has a lot of potential, but they haven't faced a line like this, right? And conversely, I if you watch the Chargers, they were great in the first half uh, against the Raiders, just moved the ball up and down. And then Keenan Allen got hurt. And then in the second half, that offense really sputtered without it. Mike Williams was a total non-factor. I, I, I think, I think, I don't know about under for the full game, but first half under, I feel like is the side is the, my best bet. What about for the side, the line three and a half? What does that tell you about this chiefs team? Well, always good at home. Right. And then getting a little extra bump probably for, for being uh, the, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's home bump and it's uh history bump a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, this is this is the team that's kind of owned this division, and the Chargers are the ones that have to come here and travel across the country and play on a Thursday night and all those things. So I think it's probably that. You, you, you take that out, it's probably pretty even, right? Makes sense, I think. I think these two teams are pretty well pretty well matched up. I think the uh, the Chiefs have a little bit of uh, of the advantage when it comes to yeah the intangibles, the home crowd, and and the uh, the everybody's talking about the Chargers. I mean they're very aware that everybody's picked the chargers, you know, that on, on the season, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think that there's a little bit, certainly Kansas city has felt like uh, that's, that's the paper championship um, that, that the chargers have won every year and the real one has to be settled on the field. So, so we'll see, not that, not that week two will do that because the, the chargers, you know, beat them in week two last year um, and then didn't go on to win the division. But um, you know, if the chiefs are able to win this game uh, tonight, I think it, probably goes a, a long way in saying, okay, you're still going to have to chase the uh, chase the champs down in the West. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Um, I am curious, though. You, you've clearly seen a lot of the Raiders uh, covering the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Why do the Raiders somehow give the Chiefs problems? Because I look at this team and I'm like, ah, this is not a good Raiders offensive line. You know, uh, defense is pretty bad. The secondary, eh. Uh, for some reason, they give the Chiefs problems. Well, any idea what that's about? 
No, I can't put a, put a finger on it, but I, I, I'll tell you the, the one, uh, the one infamous game where, uh, John Gruden took the bus around the stadium, you know, after the, after the game was over at Arrowhead. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, Carr was amazing. Like he just, he just, he just carved them up and they found the deep ball and they were, they were looking like, uh, you know, Al Davis's dream Raiders where they were like chucking it down the field. Um, you know, Carr has played well against them, frankly, and, and maybe at times they haven't gotten enough heat on him and then maybe haven't benefited from that one car moment that everybody else seems to get, you know, you mentioned kind of like suddenly one play happens or something, or there, uh, he was kind of miserable last week when the, when the pressure kind of kept caving in on the outside, maybe they haven't done as, enough uh, to heat him up. Uh, but yeah. And, and those, those division rivalries, I know that it sounds silly, but they are, they are highly contested. And so, yeah, there's always, we always, we, we, we try to think of them as our little brother around here, right? Oh, <laughs> the, the Kansas city is always like, Oh, it's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. They'll do something yeah. to self destruct, but, but they, uh, they play the chiefs. Well, no doubt about it. It's those other games. And that's a little bit of the mastery as well of, of Andy Reed. He's been awesome against the division. Um, and then usually um, he's pretty lopsided against the like NFC, especially. Um, and I, I think you, you, you know, you pick your, pick your ways to, to attack, you know, getting to, 10, 11 victories. And, and some of that is, is their dominance of the NFC and their dominance of the division. And then, mm. you know, you, if you, you, you lose one here and there to the, to the AFC, obviously those factor into like seeding at the end, but, but they've crushed the NFC and they have really run roughshod since 2013, I guess the first two seasons, aside from the first two seasons, Andy Reid's been dominant against the West. I mean, totally. Uh, I do want to touch on the other team in the division, Denver. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the chiefs in terms of continuity, I'm pretty sure they returned Head coach, quarterback, OC, and DC. I don't know if the d- defensive coordinator is he back or new. Yes. Guy? Okay. So that's all four. Denver was replacing all four, right? New head coach, OC, DC, and Russell Wilson at quarterback. And I could kind of see that in week one. Um, I don't know if Russell was too amped, but they just they look lost most of the game. Not just the final drive. D- any chance Denver threatens for this division crown? All things being equal, health and stuff, obviously. I mean, they're very talented, and it, the belief was even last year, like, man, they're just like a quarterback away from <laughs> from really being a not well. They got the quarterback, but now they got a coach too, and uh, those first year coaches are are kind of wild cards. Um, Nathaniel Hackett grew up here in Kansas City, went to high school in Kansas City, was a Chiefs fan, uh, so mm. we're counting on him to to lose those games head to head. By the way, um, but <laughs> uh, but but also, um, you know, first year guy, and I thought made that made that mistake that he said at the end of the game and i i don't know i that that press conference uh the other day i'm going boy i don't know that feels like it feels like a a young head coach that got himself a little bit lost and and i don't know how well that's going to go over with with uh with a russell wilson who seemingly if you believe the reports out of you know seattle uh, wanted this and wanted that and wanted, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, are you handing the, are you handing the keys over to this guy with a rookie coach? I don't know how that, that dynamic's going to work out. They got, they got quite a bit of talent though, and they can, they can hang around in, in this division, but that looked like a wake up, a wake up moment yeah. in their opener against Seattle. So I guess we could uh, wrap up with this one, Josh. The only reason I didn't pick the chiefs to win the super bowl is because I watched them in the postseason rely heavily on Tyreek Hill to make these splash plays you know, once you get to the in the regular season, they'll be fine without Tyreek Hill, right? They could just scheme up a bunch of dudes open. But in the playoffs, you're facing the best of the best. And I can't, I just can't get over how many big plays Hill has made, whether it was the Patriots, whether it was um, the Bills. Like, he just is that dude. I know Kelsey's amazing, but Hill can take it and go 60, 70, 80 yards in a heartbeat. Sure. I just wonder, come the postseason, do they have that explosive guy 
We haven't seen it really yet out of MVS. Um, I don't think Juju's that dude. Hardman's fast, but eh, I don't know. Is that a legitimate concern, Josh, when it gets down deep into the playoffs? Sure. Yes. And then, then I'll say it's a long way to get there to try to find that guy too. Maybe. Um, and, and maybe they'll show enough uh, being dynamic and moving the ball around where that won't be uh, mm. something they have to rely on. I think the other side of the, of the, of the coin as well is the defensive side. Uh, Chris Jones has long been anointed as the second best defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. He hasn't been good in the playoffs mm. and he is yet to register a sack in his career in the postseason. What? Um, yeah. And so, and he missed two key ones uh, against Cincinnati that, that, could have been game changing type of plays. And so, yeah, there's a few of those like kind of prove it moments that I think have to happen in the postseason. We're a long way to getting there, but I think, I think Jones probably falls in that category. And then, and then we'll see how this offense e- evolves. They're mm-hmm. never going to run the football, but they, they, they may do more throwing the, the, uh, the football to running backs this year and getting everybody involved in that regard too. We'll see how this offense evolves, but, but yeah, definitely not having the, uh, the, at least uh, right now home run hitter. Yeah. is is something they'll have to try to figure out this season. Now, it, it, that's interesting. I, I almost want to look up this Jones stat. Not that I doubt you. That's just stunning to me. But it kind of points to in the playoffs, teams are like, well, Chris Jones can beat us. We're going to just double team the hell out of him. And guess what? We don't trust whoever they had on the edge last year. I don't even know. Now, they have upgraded, right? They added Dunlap, Carl Laftis in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to get better on the edge. Maybe that would prevent opponents from double teaming Jones. Well, he gets double team all time regardless, but he's been one that's like almost he almost makes that sack where he probably does in the regular season. But he's he had Joe Burrow in his grasp a couple of times in the second half of that game. And that, that's one well, of those plays as much as Mahomes not playing well. It's uh, Chris Jones not finishing and and getting Burrow to the ground, especially. I mean, Cincinnati, I don't want to revisit too much of that, but, yeah. you know, they were sacked, what, seven times the week prior. And the Joe Burrow looked like he had a clean jersey when he yeah. left uh, Arrowhead Stadium uh, carrying, uh, carrying, uh, you know, our Ricky Woods carrying him out of the stadium or whatever was going on. Um, wow. So it's those kind of postseason moments that, that Chris Jones is looking for. And if he's, you know, on that superstar status, he's, he's got to make those moments in those, those big games. So those are just some of the things to keep an eye on, you know, kind of further down the road. Yeah. All right, Josh Klingler, I got to give you a shout out, dude. I, I think your website is incredible. Josh has his own website. He bought his name dot uh, com and it's like professional, like a lot of other. Uh, I, I had a call today with a young journalist who's like coming out of a, a Pac-12 school and he's trying to like, you know, become something. And this is like a basic first step. What you've got here, this website, yeah, pretty impressive. Now, do you do it yourself, Josh, or do you pay somebody? No, I did it myself. But wow. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took it took a long time. I'm not technical enough to do that, but it, enough to have you know that presence aside from yeah. the, the station stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive stuff, Josh. Congrats all right. on all your success. Obviously, enjoy the game, and I'm sure we'll talk to you later down the road. All right. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good, good stuff from Mr. Josh Klingler, 610KC Radio. And again, I suggest checking out his website if you're a young, you know, 20-year-old, 25-year-old looking to kind of enhance your viability when you reach out to prospective employers that guy's website's pretty impressive i have my own i do not obviously uh push it out there because it has a little too much information it's a little braggy but you need to flex at some point right um no i'm not giving it out and no it's not as obvious as jason mcintyre.com uh which i by the way bought when i was like i don't know 20 maybe 23 maybe 24 Something like maybe 24-ish, and I had it, and it was great, and I think I've told this story before. I kind of forgot about it because I had leveled up a little bit, and then it expired, and I didn't renew it, and some squatter stole it and is sitting on it and asking for money, and I'm like, bug off, dude. What a jerk. At any rate, all right, let's get to the quick best bet for Chiefs Chargers. So two plays here, and again, this is not going to be one of those. I'm not out here saying, well, play, great game, I love it. $1,000. 
I, I don't operate like that. I mean, this is an action play game for me because it's going to be a great game. I personally have to take the four with the Chargers. Now, that's a smaller play because, you know, I think there's an edge, a better edge in what I'm about to say in a minute. But the number one thing is Justin Herbert is not going to have his top receiver, Keenan Allen. And I think that's going to hurt because you can only do so much with uh, these other characters that that had a good game um, against the Raiders. But, like, go look at the depth chart without uh, Allen. Yeah, Mike Williams. Okay, we're going to put Snead on him, our best cornerback. And it's like, all right, well, can these other guys get open? And sure, they could get open in small doses against the Raiders. But you saw what happened in the second half. That offense did not exactly hum. Josh Palmer's nice. I did pick him up in fantasy. I think Gerald Everett's in line for a big night. I tried to grab him in fantasy. Uh, backups like DeAndre Carter's pretty good. Jalen Guyton's okay. But again, are they going to be big factors in a game like this? I would hope so. I'm rooting for the Chargers. Sorry to my Chiefs fans out there. But I do think the Chargers' uh, offensive line holds up. I think they're able to hang tough with the Chiefs offensively. But the number that is interesting to me is Justin Herbert as an underdog of three or more points is 5-1 and one against the spread. He delivers when he's a big underdog and people don't really believe. Now, going to Kansas City will not be easy. Um, I, I don't know that it's a cauldron of hate there. It ain't going to be easy. That's for sure. Chargers have played well there. They won there last year. Um but the other thing to look at with the Chiefs and why I'm on the Chargers is uh, week two is the overreaction week. To, over, to week one, um, people think, oh, the Chiefs won by a million. They're going to they're dominate. And I think that's why the line is up from three. But this is a good note from my guy T.A. Since 2010, teams off a blowout win, 21 or more in week one, are 7-19 and 19 against the spread the following week. Last year, teams that won by 21 or more in week one, 0-3 against the spread. So teams that win in a blowout, everybody's on them. They get a little gassed up. Their opponent's fired up. Now, listen, I, I'm not saying it's automatically going to happen, but this is a small sample size. Take it for what it's worth. Week two is overreaction week in the NFL. So Chargers plus four, I think, is a play for me. I think, it, I mean, I think it's a play they can win. The better bet, is if you look at this history between these two teams, they have historically started slowly, feeling each other out, familiarity. And in the last four meetings, first halves have been very low scoring. Toss in the Thursday night factor. I think we're looking at a low scoring first half. This was 27 on Tuesday when I bet it. It's now 26 and a half. That's another reason I think it's a a pretty sharp play with some value. And I will have to end the podcast there. We'll talk to you tomorrow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.